Um, you know, when you know where your lane is, you know what yeah. your position is with God, and you allow Him to use you the way that He needs to use you. The, the fulfillment, you, you, you have no reason to, to stress or worry. Welcome to A Conversation with Josh Field. I'm your host, Josh Field. I have the honor and privilege to introduce to you the very first guest on the very first show. He's the youth director at Grace Church here in Houston. He has a video with him as a flower man with over 10 million views on social media that I recorded. And he's an amazing friend, a loyal friend of mine that I've known for a while. I would love for you to help me welcome Christopher Moore. What's up, bro? What's up, man? You look good. You, thank you, dog. You know, hey, we're finally here. We're finally here. We've been talking about it for a while. Months. And I'm excited. Yeah, I, I, you know, I just want to start off, I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you. You said you was going to do it. I didn't think you was, but we're here now. We so. made it. <laughs> look, we made it's it. all fancy. Y'all see the background? <laughs> Y'all see it. <laughs> we, we looking clean out here. <laughs> so, Mama, we made it. We did. We did, man. So I gotta say, bro, you you, you look kind of fly. I, I take that back. You look really fly. I see the orange hat. You got the orange stripe. They can't even see the orange stripe on the back back of the shoe. Mm -hmm. Walk mm -hmm. walk me. Do me a favor. Walk me through the fit. What you what okay. you what you uh, rocking right all now? All right. So I'm I'm looking at this camera. This one right here. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. All right. So y'all can get the up close. All right. So first off, we got the B side. You know what I'm saying? Uh, trucker hat. If you didn't know truckers was in, they in and you kind of late already. All right. Then, you know, I got the Fugazi gold chain. I couldn't afford a real one. I was about to ask. But it's it just fake enough to, to, look wear, real. to look real. And it's just real enough to where I don't get the green stripe on my neck from wearing it. You dig? <laughs> Pete. All right. This is from the thrift shop. Got it from my friend. My friend Anna. You know what I'm saying? She actually just gave it to me. You know, uh, one day, because she bought it, and I guess it didn't look good on her. So I said, look, I can make it look good. Um, these right here, these from Pat Sun, you know, uh, a ball. little pricey. But, you know, it is what it is for the drip. All right, then you already know. Boom. Oh, wow. You look, we, we ain't no set tripping over here. You know what I'm saying? I got the, the Ultra Boost Adidas. These the Valentine's Day edition. You know what I'm saying? Hold on. Let, let them me. know where you got those, You know what I'm saying? Valentine's Day edition. Got the Valentine on the inside. Little stripe on the back, you know, maybe to you know match a little bit. Hearts on this side. Um, I didn't actually get these. Where'd you get them? My girl got these for wow. me. Actually, you know what I mean. Shout out to Kelsey. I love you. Um, you know, and so that's that's pretty much the fit right there. I love that. I love you. Look great. Yeah, thank you, man. Look, look, enough about me. How was your day, man? Man, my day was great. You know, setting up this this set, getting ready for the very first episode. Mm -hmm. It's been it's been a great run. Honestly, I'm excited. I'm excited to finally have you. In the studio, we've been talking about this. We've been having FaceTime calls, yeah. uh, meetups, and I'm excited for you to share your story and what you've walked through in the past, I would say, 10 to 15 years has been a journey for you. You know, people see Chris Moore now. He's like, hey, he's a youth director at a church. He, uh, he dresses obviously really well. He's a good-looking dude with a beautiful girlfriend. And, um, you know, it's like, man, that's pretty glamorous. But, you know, it, was, it wasn't always like that for you in your journey and I would love for you to take take us back a little bit to the to the rewind of the come up of Chris Moore and you know where it all started where where you kind of found God and where you lost faith and where you are now yeah yeah I mean first off I love you yeah but you're a little rude I I'm gonna tell you why tell me why because I, I apologize in advance usually when you ask somebody now, you know, this is my brother, so I could talk to him like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, look. <laughs> you have the right. You're right. Usually, you know, when, when somebody asks you how your day is, you're supposed to be like, oh, yeah. How, was, how yours? was your day? You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just little stuff. It bro. was behind the scenes when <laughs> I asked you that earlier. <laughs> but we're going to move on because you're doing it for the cameras. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but my, my day was good. Um, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> for not asking, my day was great. But you know, man, I, I just I'm going to answer that for you. Right, you didn't right. I'm going to answer it for you. You know, what I mean? Even though you did ask me earlier, you know what I'm saying? They don't know that. Nobody That's know true. That. That's true. I didn't, Nobody know that. So, I, I apologize. It's okay. I apologize. It's all right. It's all right. Um, but yeah, man, uh, the journey, it was it was, it was, was a lot. You know, I grew up in, in New Jersey, South Jersey till I die. You know, Is that um, the East, East Coast. East Coast. I do it for the East. Um, you know, Crippin' for Christ till I die. I'm covered in the blood, though. Oh man, how are you on both sides? 
Jesus Christ, but I'm covered in the blood. That's yeah. a bomb. Yeah, that is. Whenever, I've never heard that. <laughs> I haven't heard that. Look, whenever we put out our, our, our Christian hip hop album, that's I don't know if y'all know this. Okay, hold on. Let me look at this one. I don't know if y'all know this, okay? But me and Josh, we've been freestyling in his Lexus for years. <laughs> Years, you used man. to call me NF. Look, come on, young enough over here. The you Christian know? Eminem. Yeah, look, it is what it is. If y'all didn't know, Josh Chris, Scott Barnes. Christopher Mr. Caramel Delight, right? You know here. what I'm saying? Caramel Delight. That's AKA. still your Instagram handle. Still, to this day. To this day. Still play. my Instagram. Look, I got many nicknames. It's, it's Chris Mr. Caramel, Caramel Delight. Chocolate pennies, macchiato dollar sign. <laughs> chocolate pennies? Oh, yeah. Where does that come from? What is Cho- it? Chocolate pennies, that's my alter ego from when, you know, I'm in between blessings. Because we don't say we broke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We don't say we broke because, you know, words have power, if you didn't know. Yeah. You know, so, um, <laughs> you know, that's my alter ego from when I ain't really got it. So I'm like, hey, it's chocolate pennies today. I got um, it. You know, I'm out here. I'm still out here in these streets, but I ain't got it. You know, usually Crippin I'm for Christ. Right, cripple for Christ. Covered still, by the blood. Look, but I'm covered by the blood though. <laughs> you're good on both sides. So you come from the East Coast. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, look, we keep getting distracted. You're I'm good. sorry, y'all. Look. Honestly, this me is, and Josh do this on a regular. Yeah. So this is like y'all just getting to listen to what That's why doing. it's called a conversation yeah. with Josh Phil. It's a conversation. <laughs> we Josh Phil, Chris Moore, yeah. this is what you get. All day. All day. Okay, so I grew up on the East Coast. All right, we we had New South Jersey. Um, a question I used to get asked a lot was, "Do you hang out with the Jersey Shore crew?" You right? Uh, no, man. Did you I almost make the TV show? I don't know Snooky or Paula D or none of them. That's you know, they none of them are actually from New Jersey. Wow. They're all from New York. You know, it's crazy. Call them out. Is what it is. Is what it is. Um, but yeah, so I grew up, grew up in church. Um, my whole life, my parents. I'm a PK. My dad's a pastor. Um, and you know, so I, I grew up just. Almost every single day, got to be at church. It's just what it is what it is. Yeah. You know, from a young age, I remember, you know, my grandmother mainly, but my, you know, my grandmother and my parents, they were always, you know, you're going to be a pastor one day, you're going to be a pastor one day, you're going to be a pastor. You know, you know, and when I, at first when I was young, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be a pastor, I'm going to be a pastor. Then I got into high school and, uh, you know, it was kind of that, that shift of like, well, uh, you can't live off of your parents' faith. Right. So you got to make the decision of whether you're going to build that relationship with God or if you're going to walk away. And, you know, I had that little bit of a void I felt when I was in high school. And so um, I decided that I wanted to run away and I didn't want to. I remember I used to tell uh, I used to tell my youth pastor, hey, man, I'm just building my testimony, man. <laughs> I gotta you would out. say that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I kept <laughs> I it real. Know. I kept it real. I That's said, you know you're growing up in the church yeah. and you're running from God. Oh, yeah. Look, I knew testimony. what I was doing. I knew what I was doing. I didn't care. I yeah. said, look, I got to go out in these streets. They calling me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go build called. my testimony. I'm still going to come on Wednesdays, okay, to, to hear your good word. But <laughs> I've never heard you say that. Oh, yeah. I'm building my testimony. <laughs> oh, oh, here's yeah. your opportunity right. to share it. it I, look. It works. I got a testimony. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that, kids. Kids, don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I did. Learn from my mistakes. <laughs> so you know, I had a, I had a, a, a hole, and you know, I was trying to fill it. And I thought that you know, well, I was homeschooled until the seventh grade, so you know, I was already a little bit behind the ball. I wasn't socially. I wasn't one of those socially awkward kids. I was. I was still cool. Yeah. You know, I kept a G real, um, but you know, man, uh, <laughs> because I was homeschooled, it, it. it it took me a little longer to get friends because everybody had already known each other from the past two years of school. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I was like, you know what, I want to be popular. And if I'm popular, then that'll fill this void, you know. And so from from seventh grade all the way until I was a, a senior, I was just chasing after that, just trying to, you know, make it, get invited to the parties, you know, get invited to go hang out with the guys. You know, we're going to go talk to some girls. We're going to go do this, going to do that. You know, high school, you know, just being dumb, drinking, smoking, doing everything that, you know, uh, they say high schoolers do, the cliches. Um, and going to church on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, and still going to church on yeah. Sunday and Wednesday. Um, and it's it's crazy because I didn't know, but at the time when I was wilding out, because this is the thing, my parents weren't dumb. And I was stupid, okay? So, you know, usually if you go and get intoxicated, you don't go home. You go stay at your friend's house. Yeah. But 
I didn't have permission. I still I've still been a rule follower my whole life. Right. So I didn't have permission to go sleep over somewhere and I wasn't trying to get in trouble for not coming home that night. Sure. So I would still go home at two o'clock in the morning and then somebody miraculously will be awake and catch me stumbling up the steps. Yeah. You know, so then I get on punishment and then, you know, I get off punishment and I just jump right back in there. Yeah. And so, you know, my mom, uh, at the time I didn't know, she actually changed my phone to Jesus Saves, you know, instead of Christopher. Wow. Yeah. Um, because she was she was writing that in faith. So whenever wow. I would call her or text her, it was Jesus Saves would pop up. That's Because she was waiting on God to turn my life around. Wow. All right? Now, she thought that that was going to be my senior year, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. So, you know, I, 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 I did it. I became popular in my school. You know, um, you know, I got invited to all the parties. You know, it was great. Uh, you know, I had a I had a killer girlfriend at the time. You know, she looked good. Yeah. You know, she was actually modeling in Philly. Oh you wow! Know, oh yeah, you were the man. Oh come on, man! You were Mr. Caramel before I, you were Mr. Come Caramel. On. Look, I didn't had that name since I was in, yeah in high school. Oh wow! So you know, it's just been this caramel complexion. That's where it comes from. <laughs> it looks good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, thank you, man. It's the skin. Got to keep it popping. Moisturize. Stay with lotion. I know you do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Every day. Every day. I'm not trying to have crocodile feet when I get older. Man. <laughs> I know we like I'm telling my story right now, but that's a real fear of mine. I see my dad's feet. Bro, it's terrible. Tragic. Crocodile feet. Oh yeah, you know, like all cracked up, hard, got them calluses on the back. Is he using lotion? Huh? Go ahead. No, look. Educate. I gotta I gotta look at this one. All right. Man, let me tell you something. You need to take care of yourself. All right? Go get manicures and pedicures with the ladies, okay? Now, it's going to do two things. One, it's going to make your lady happy. Why? Because yeah. you're going to go do something that she enjoys with her. <laughs> right. Let me put you on game, that's, okay? That's why. And two, you're going to make sure that your cuticles and your nails and your toes and your feet stay, stay fresh. That's it. They stay on 10. And it feels great. It feels great. It honestly You're does. getting pampered. It's a little bit of money, but you can you can budget it. for that because it's worth it. It's worth you it. You budget for your haircut, yeah. So you need a budget to get your your hands and your feet done, so that you're not out here looking raggedy. See, okay, that's a whole different conversation we it should is. be having for this podcast. That's important. Take care of yourself, gentlemen. Take care of yourself. So yeah, um, <laughs> you know. So I don't even know where I was. <laughs> you you were at Crocodile Feet. Yeah. Something about your dad. Right, right. But, you know, so, you know, I made it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, my girlfriend, she was a model. <laughs> I, caramel complexion. I got good hands. I didn't want crocodile feet, so I took care of them, sure. you know. Um, and so, you know, I had a, you know, killer girlfriend, you know, yeah. just just doing doing the do, being stupid. Yeah. Out there in them streets, like I said. Um, and then, you know, I was working at McDonald's. I've been working at McDonald's for forever, you know, worked my way up to a manager. Flipping fries, you know, frying burgers, whole whole thing. And, uh, you know, then out of nowhere, when I was 19, everything just changed. It was like my parents, uh, my parents, they, they, my mom, she had dropped me off at the laundromat because I used to wait all month to wash my clothes because I was lazy. And she was like, I, you're not about to shove all these clothes in my washer and dryer and break it. Wow. So you gotta go to the laundromat. So she 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 dropped me off, and then when she came to come pick me up, she was like, "Hey, I gotta talk to you about something." And I was like, "What?" And she was like, "We're moving to Houston with your sister." And I'm like, "What? I ain't never been nowhere, you know. I've been in Jersey. It's Jersey till I die. Yeah. And you talking about something? We moving to Houston? In the humidity? Look, I didn't know about it then. Yeah. I didn't know about it. I just knew it was hot. I had come to come visit my sister a couple times. Yeah. I ain't really know about it. You know, and, uh, you know, so she's like, we're moving to Houston. I was like, all right. So, you know, you know, uh, I had to go on this process. And it's funny because my sister, she had moved out there several years before. Right. And so, you know, she had been living here in Houston. Um, and she started out as an intern at Lakewood. And then uh, she was supposed to do the internship, graduate, and then come back and revamp the youth group at our home church. Um, but that just didn't work out that way. She ended up getting offered a job, and so she stayed. And um, you know, shortly after, met her husband. You know, whole story. That's her her story. I'm gonna let her tell it one day. Um, <laughs> but you know, so she had been here, and I had used to come and visit her all the time. Yeah. And so you know, I'm like, all right, well, 
you know, God began to kind of take me on this journey. And I remember, um, I remember it was, uh, it was a Friday night and my parents were picking me up from my older brother's house. And, uh, when they picked me up, I smelled like smoke cause I used to smoke black and miles all day, every day. Okay. I'm talking about like five, like a pack a day. Terrible. Yeah, I know, man. I, I know. I thank the Lord. You know, I prayed over my lips because, you know, you get black lips. You know, oh, wow. I, I, I laid my hands on the lips because I was like, Lord, I ain't trying to have no crackhead lips. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't I, I couldn't <laughs> live with that. Who's the guy on Dave Chappelle? The, well, oh, the Tyrone orange, Biggum. Tyrone Biggum. I was not trying to have Tyrone Biggum <laughs> lips. I wasn't. So I said, Lord, please restore, you know, restore him. He did. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. But, you know, I used to smoke every day. And I got in the car and my parents used to yell at me about it. And, but this time it was different. Um, my dad was like, can you roll the window down, man? Like, you're giving me a headache. Wow. And my mom was like, yeah, like, it's just... And, it, and I could just hear the disappointment hmm. in that voice. And they yelled at me for a year straight about it. But it was that night when it shifted from yelling to disappointment. And I was like, yeah, I got to stop. And so I stopped. And I was like, okay. You know, then, you know, um, I didn't know it at the time, but my grandfather struggled with being an alcoholic. My grandfather was an alcoholic. My father was an alcoholic for a period of time. And I felt that on me. And I'm, I'm 19. I'm not even 21 yet, and I'm already struggling with it. And so I'm at my cousin's house on a Tuesday, and uh, we're going to get real for a second. You know what I'm saying? I'm at my cousin's house on a Tuesday, and uh, it was his birthday. And uh, his mom's boyfriend bought him a bottle of whiskey. Now, me and my cousin were the same age. You know, we we call each other twins because we were born six months apart from each other. It's like my my best friend. Right. Um, and we're at his house on a Tuesday, and uh, he was like, "Hey, man, you want some of this whiskey?" And we're sitting there, and we're sitting there talking, and we're drinking and laughing, and you know, and I'm like, ah, you know what I mean? Just trying to try to you know just drink for no reason. Yeah. And I just remember looking at him and I was like, bro, it's a Tuesday. Why are we drinking right now? He was like, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I was like, ain't nobody around here to impress. Ain't nobody around to see us doing this. Sure. This isn't going to get us anywhere. What are we drinking on a Tuesday for? Right. And so, uh, you know, we, did, we, we decided in that moment, we made a commitment that we would quit drinking and that we wouldn't drink again until we were legal, until we were 21. How old were you? You said eight? I was 19, 19 at the time. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, we made it a commitment. And so now, you know, t- you know, two out of the three things that I was doing in the party lifestyle, which was messing me up, mm-hmm. God had removed in months, like wow. a few short months before I was moving to Houston. No clue what he was doing, but, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You look back, like, you start God. to realize, wait, yeah. what? That's crazy. And so, um, you know, then uh, I remember my girlfriend, she at the time, you know, the, the, the model. Yeah. Go ahead my and girlfriend at the time, <laughs> uh, you know, she she supported me and, and she would come to church with me and stuff. But she wasn't really living that lifestyle. Yeah. And I had felt for a long time that it just it, it wasn't right. And, you know, we were sleeping together and it was a whole thing. And, you know, um, I just felt like. You know, it was, I needed to end things before things got too bad mm-hmm. and it was too late. And so, um, I never forget, um, I, I had broke up with her and then that next week she was like, Hey, I think I'm pregnant. And I'm like, what? I was like, I'm literally about to move to Houston. And you're 19? I'm 19. And she's like, she's like, yeah, I think I'm pregnant. I need you to get me a, a pregnancy test on your lunch break. So I got to walk into CVS, go in there, go get the pregnancy test, bring it back to her. You know, we're both, we were both worked at McDonald's. That's how we met. And, uh, you know, she, she, and, and she grabs it from me. And this is, this is how you, she was evil. Okay. She said, honestly, I hope I'm pregnant because then you can't move to Houston. I don't like, what? Nah, it, I didn't got, got myself in a bad situation. <laughs> right. Like, it was bad. It was it was bad. You just went to a new extreme. Right, right. And I'm like, I was like, that's so evil. Why would you say that to me? 
And I'm literally, my mom was outside coming to pick me up. And I, like, I you know, I didn't have a car, so I'm freaking out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if she texts me that she's pregnant, I'm going to have to sit here and tell my mom that I got a girl pregnant. And we're literally about to move to Houston. Wow. And I got to figure something out and stay here. Yeah. And so, you know, I... uh I'm like, hey, look, I tried to wait as long as I could. I got to go. Um, she was like, okay, I'll, I'll text you whatever comes up on the thing. And uh, I go get in the car, and I'm, like, shaking. My mom's like, what's wrong? I was like, nothing. It's cool. You know, we're driving home. And then uh, I get the text message from her. And she was like, it came back negative. And it was, just like, the biggest relief ever and it was right then and there that I learned my lesson about premarital sex I was like this this right here I was like, I'm not ready yeah. I wasn't ready I was working at McDonald's yeah. you know maybe making $600 a week you know every other week yeah. I, I, I was not making enough money to bring a child into this world so I learned my lesson I was like you know I ain't, I ain't doing that no more you yeah. know so um, before I even moved to Houston oh, before I stopped fun. running God was just broke all that down in my life. And so I get to Houston, and I'm depressed, and I'm upset, and I'm like, I don't want to be here. And all I got is my brother, my now brother-in-law, Myron, to, to you know, hang out with. And I used to hang out with him and Jamal and Chris Lawson, and we would just, you know, they, they were trying to cheer me up. And it was one Saturday night, I was, because I, I basically lived with them for the first three months of me being in Houston. So one Saturday night, I was at their apartment, and I left, and I, I was... Itching to smoke, just itching bad. Um, black and mild. Yeah, black and mild. So <laughs> I walked up to the gas station uh, off of the freeway, right across the street from Edwards Theater. Yeah. Um, and I walked up to the gas station, bought a black and bought like two of them, and I walked up the st- the side stairs on Edwards. They got them side yeah. stairs they outside. Yeah. I was like, it's perfect. If anybody drive by, they're not gonna see me. I'm good. I'm golden. So I'm I'm up there, and I, I you know I'm sitting there trying to you know. Being dumb, and I'm like trying to look cool, take a puff, and I remember it was the most disgusting thing I ever tasted in my life, and I'm sitting there like forcing myself to try to smoke this black and mild, yeah, and I'm like this is gross, why am I doing this, and I remember I ripped it up and just threw it down the steps, and uh, the Lord told me it was like hey, it's 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 seven o'clock, and I was like seven o'clock. Look at my phone. It is 7 o'clock. Lake was having a service right now. I just felt I needed to go. So I tell you, I sprinted down the street. I sprinted there. I couldn't tell you what Pastor Joel's joke was. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what he said. I couldn't tell you what songs were sung. Yeah. All I can tell you is, as soon as he said, does anybody need to give their life to the Lord or rededicate? Now's the time to do it. I'll... Stood up, wow. and I was like, I, wow. I can't, I can't run no more. Wow. I can't keep living like this. I'm unfulfilled. I tried everything. It didn't work, and you know, I was like, it's time for me to turn my life around. And so that was literally right after my 19th. You know, yeah, that was right, yeah, right before my 20th birthday. Um, and I was like, from now on, I just got to turn, I got to turn my life around. And so, you know, after that. After I rededicated, it was it was it was over for the game. I went and I retired the jersey. Yeah, I I, I left the streets. <laughs> the I hung streets my jersey up. Hung my jersey up. And, and then uh, and then you got plugged in right away. Right away. You started serving. Right away. That's the best thing. Like my sister, she was working for the youth team. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Pastor Trevor had just taken over the youth. He was maybe six months in, and. Uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be an intern like my sister. Because, I mean, it worked out for her. So, you know, it worked out for me. Yeah. So um, I, I signed up. It was literally like the last weekend to sign up. I was like, yeah. Signed up. Put my paperwork in. Interviewed. You know, you got to go through the interview process. If you didn't know that. To be an intern. Interviewed. And I got in. Uh, off of my sister's name. Wow. My sister's name alone. And then, uh, you know, I became an intern. And the rest was just kind of a wrap from there. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, man. Wow. That's crazy. Your story and my story kind of fall like hand in hand with me running towards all that in Louisiana, moving here. Yeah. Like, I'm like, man, this is a brand new environment. And I, I, for the first time ever, I was like, Josh has the decision 
to let who influences Josh influence him. And the first place I ended up finding influence was church at Lakewood. And that community, it wasn't, it wasn't the people. It was the good community that kept leading me to God. And even though I wasn't perfect, even though I was on this journey struggling, the community, Pastor Nick says it, said it every week. He was the righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up. It's about getting back up. And you know, that doesn't give you an excuse to fall down, yeah. but it's okay. There's grace for your fall and your failure. Yeah. And that's why we have Jesus. And I love that. That's very, very cool. That's probably why we, 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 we clicked. Got, yeah, we clicked. very, very similar. I, I remember when you strolled up on me the first time. Man. You do? Tell me about it. I don't really you remember don't, that. You don't remember? Okay. I remember the first time you made an impact on my life, but the first time I strolled up on you, I was probably a new face to you in the ministry. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Um... It was, it was, a, I honestly, I don't remember seeing you at youth that night. Yeah. But I remember us going out afterwards. Uh-huh. Um, and you, you know, you, somebody had brought you and uh, she who shall not be named. You know what I'm saying? She could be there. <laughs> she could be there. Okay. Savannah? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, shout out to Savannah. Shout out to Savannah or Paisley. We love you. you Great know what people. I'm saying? Hope you're living good. Um, she is. Yeah, she I is. mean, from what we can see. From what I can see. Social media. You're living your best life, and I'm proud of Boyfriend, you. Boyfriend, cat. Yeah, yeah. Looks good to me. Yeah, I mean, doing a, a thug sizzle. <laughs> he said she should not be named. Hey, man, I you didn't never know. know. You, you never, never know. know. You, you never know. know. There's all love. All right. love. Right, you know, so, you know, she brought you. Yeah. We went, I think we, we might have went to House of Pies. Probably. I did not like House of Pies. We went but all we the time. we went all the time. I did not like all, it. That was, it was bonding experiences at that House That's of Pies. That's what it was. We got a lot of memories there. We do. I think I do remember that. Was that the night... You were with she who should not be named. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I remember that night. I remember that night because yeah. you showed up and you looked like you didn't want to be there. Yeah. And I was like, I knew you because you were you were like you probably like hosted the game. You're probably yeah. joking around the meetings. Like you were Chris. Yeah. You were the you were the the vibrant guy. And you showed yeah. up and you sat down and you were. I was mad. I was like I was like man this doesn't. I didn't know. Yeah, it was that was another situation. You know, it was another situation that was that was trying my patience, trying to take me out of the game. But right. you know, uh, God to the right, He said He's gonna give us beautiful ashes. Glory. You know what I'm saying? Thank yeah. you, Lord, for delivering me. Got you um, out. Of- got me out of there quick, quick faster than I heard. But yeah, man, you know that first that first night in meeting you, man, I just was like, man, this guy's actually kind of cool. Even though I didn't want to be there, I was like, this guy's actually kind of cool. I like him. You know, I can see us. You know, being friends and I was probably quiet and reserved. No, no, man. I was. No, we were. We were. Vibing. I was no, because I was sitting across from. You. Yeah, and it was. I think Sheila, mm-hmm. Isaiah, mm-hmm. you. It was a big group. I can't name everybody. Yeah. Maybe Guillermo. Squad. Yeah, it was a lot of people there. A lot of people. Ruben. Yeah, Ruben used to come hang out with us Jake. all the time. Jake. Shout, Shout out to Jake, Jake Medevian. Yeah, we love you, dog. Um, yeah, uh, but it was a lot of people there, man. But I remember because we were sitting across from each other and we just kind of vibed out a little bit, and it was great. Yeah, it was good, it was really good. That's and good. Then, you know, the rest is history. The rest is history. You know, now we're sitting here. Now we're sitting here, but from going there to where you were in the past like two years, so that's a really interesting story. You ended up coming on staff at Lakewood after your internship, you served in the youth ministry for a long time, and you ended up coming on, you worked at the church in production. Yeah. And you're, you kind of like passed the baton to me in production. Yeah. And then, you know, let's, let's talk about, I think that's a really interesting story, how that, how God moved in that. Cause I was at Lexus. Yeah. I wasn't looking to do that job. I had zero experience in production. And let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I have been feeling, I, so my, my, my sister, we, so from when we were young, my parents always told us that we were like doves and doves. You know, like they find, they find one mate, and they're, that's they're with them for forever. You know, until they die, and so they were like, well, basically, what they were saying is, is that you know, we would always be together, we would always flock together, we'd always go to the same, you know, be in the same area, and uh, so my sister, she got a call, and uh, you know, she was like, hey, I'm moving, I'm going, um, and I was basically asked if I was coming. I said, oh, I ain't going, I'm chilling. What year is this? Um, this, 2018? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you're planted. Yeah, I'm planted. I was I was uh, a staff volunteer in the youth. I was uh, one of the mentors in the intern program at Lakewood. 
and I was doing production, you know, You're full time at the church. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, you know, I'm good right now. I had a goal in mind, you know, of where I wanted to be. And I, I felt like that was at Lakewood. Yeah. And so I, when I was asked, I was like, no, I'm not going. So, you know, fast forward to time, you know, she's there for, you know, maybe uh, eight months or so. And I feel like I need to go on, you know, go see her. I go see her, uh, you know, while she's there. And, uh, you know, while I'm there, I just I felt the Lord was like, it's, you know, it's time for you to come. I'm like, I ain't trying to go. He was like, it's time for you to come. So, like, okay. So, you know, I get back and I start making preparations. And, you know, um, Pastor Craig, he says something that was very profound to me. And he says all the time, he said, always do something better than you found it. And so I'm looking for my replacements because I was doing so much. Um, and I didn't want to leave a void or a hole, you know, in the positions that I was leaving at Lakewood. And uh, my brother, who better than to take my <laughs> spot with my boy Josh? Yeah. I had picked you up from, like, somewhere because we were driving. Mm -hmm. and we were in my car, and I was taking you to your parents' apartment in Katy. Mm -hmm. I had picked, you had, like, just got back. And that's when you were like, I'm moving. And yeah. no one knows. Nobody. Nobody. And so, you know, shout out to Josh. He kind of, he really helped me navigate that. And he was a good listening ear, helped me out. Um, you know, we got it all figured out. But, you know, I was like, you know, I need to have somebody take my spot. So I talked to my boss. I was like, hey, let's bring Josh on, you know, and I let him know what was going on. And then I was leaving. And so we got Josh in there and um, everything turned out beautifully. And then, February, uh, yeah, February of 2019, I, yeah. I left. You deuced. I, I, I dipped, and I went um, shortly after my parents ended up coming there. and That was the year Pastor Joel declared new ground. Yeah. And you were like, I'm actually going to take new, new, ground, ter yeah. new territory, new, territory new, ground. new ground. Yeah. I was so excited, man. Yeah. I was so excited. And, you know, you got to understand, like, I have been working... Since I rededicated to become a youth pastor, a pastor in general, that's what, that's all I've been. That's been my sole goal, and so I put in almost almost six years. Seven. Yeah, almost six years of just straight serving, giving my all, my pouring my heart out. Literally at summer camps, washing kids' feet. Yeah, like that's a that's a legend story in Lakewood Youth of Chris Moore, literally washing students' feet like Jesus did in the Bible. You you were a legend. You, you There was no time I was showing up that you weren't already there at least an hour. You were setting up. You were tearing down. You were hosting games. You were preaching. And you served yeah. for a long time, man. Yeah, I mean, and I thought that Lakewood was going to be the place that that, that, that goal was going to come true. Right. So when I was told it was time for me to go, I'm like, well, Lord, I'm going to have to restart. Like, this is... Wow. Like, I'm putting so much time here. You know, now it's time for me to restart. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to listen. I'm going to go. So I go, and, uh, you know, I get there. And, uh, you know, at first everything was great. I was not going there with the intention of I wanted to work. That was not. Uh, the Lord told me to go and serve him, and the pastor of the church was going to get the benefit for the, for me for my sure. obedience. yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was in my mind. I was not going to go serve a man. Yeah. So, you know, I, uh, you know, I get there. I'm doing the same thing that I was doing. Immediately hopping to youth. Immediately hopping helping with, with young adults. They also needed some production help. So I was helping, you know, in every area that I could um, for that first year that I was there, just doing everything. And then, um, you know, all of a sudden, uh, we had the youth pastor. He had to go. He had a life situation that happened, and he had to step down and and leave. And so he left, and then um, somebody else took over, and so I'm I'm helping them, you know, trying to navigate how to you know rebrand and redo the youth, and we're 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 making some things shake, and everything is going great, and then he comes to me, uh, the new youth pastor. He's like, hey, I've been youth pastoring for a while, I don't necessarily uh, want to do this anymore, um, you know, I feel like I'm called to do something else in the church. Would you be interested in? kind of taking over and doing it. And so I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, 
It's my dream, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's what I've been waiting on. Yeah. I've been waiting on this conversation. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, and I'm cheesing big. And I'm yeah. happy. And I'm like, I, I didn't want to get my hopes up. But, Lord, like, you came through. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I'm like, okay. So, we we are three weeks into that transition yeah. of me taking this responsibility um, with someone else. And all of a sudden, COVID happens. Wow. It's like, boom. So I only got to be there for three weeks in person with the students. They barely, I mean, they know who I am, but they don't know me as well as a student from Lakewood would know me because I've literally walked with them all four years of high school. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, they just know me from, you know, coming and going and, and me being there on Wednesday. And that was, that was pretty much it. And so COVID happens. And uh, the senior pastor, he calls me in. He calls a bunch of us into a meeting, um, but he has a one-on-one meeting with me. And he's like, hey, I know that, you know, the current youth pastor, um, the current youth pastor has is passing the battalion to you. Do you want to come on staff to come do this? Because I was going to do it in a volunteer position. Wow. Um, you know, just to, you know, because it, it, it ain't about the money. To be honest with you, um, it's never been about the money because, I mean, this is what God called us to do. Sure. So Jesus called us to do. The disciples wasn't like, all right, well, where my paycheck at? Right. That's good. <laughs> they left their way yeah, of income. They left their way of income and trusted that God was going to provide in, wow. in, in, their, in their absence. Wow. And so I'm like, you know, I'm just going to do this volunteer. And they're like, hey, do you want to come on staff? And I'm like, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, get on staff. And then that's when everything just changed. Like, from the moment I got on staff. And, you know, it's COVID, so we're in lockdown. You know, nobody wants to be around each other, but I have two others that, you know, I need to collaborate with to make sure that youth is getting done, and it's being done, you know, efficiently. And so, you know, at first, everything is going great. We're doing, you know, online messages. We're doing encouraging videos, funny videos. We're doing TikToks. We're just killing it. Yeah. Um, and then our produ- our media guy gets taken away. Dang. So we had one media guy who was assigned to us to shoot and edit our videos for us. Um, and then it gets taken away and basically like, hey, like you need to like resource yourself. So like, you know, from so you guys are gonna need to, you know, wow. take your own videos on your phone and everything. And I'm like, okay, it's fine, cool. You know, we'll make it we'll make it happen. It's my dream. Yeah. Came true. Yeah. Well we're gonna make this happen. God'll provide. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Yeah. So we started doing the videos on our phone. Um, we're doing different things, and we, we came up with a plan. And then the senior pastor, he comes, and he's like, hey, um, you know, you guys are doing great, but you're not really doing great. And this is what I want you to do. And so we're like, all right, you know, we'll shake it off. Yeah. We're good. You know, we, we start doing what, what he asked for. Week, week, week goes by, two weeks go by. Comes back, hey, um, I don't want you doing that. But, but like, you just told us to, to do this. I, I don't want you doing that. I want you to do this. So now, not only do we not have a media person, we also have somebody who has no idea what they want, no vision, no mission. We can't give us a clear direction. And then when you do give us a clear direction, it's, it, you change your mind in, in two seconds. So it's constantly, over and over again, this is going on. For an entire year, the whole year, COVID is going on. COVID happens in March, and, and in August, at that point, I'm just kind of fed up. You know, um, I'm fed up. I'm hurt. I'm literally depressed. I've never been, I've never been depressed. That's something I never struggle with. I am a happy person. Yeah. Like, I love to spread love, and I love to spread joy. That, that's all I, you know, that's my thing. Yeah. If, if you don't leave my presence feeling better about yourself, I didn't do what God called me to do. Wow. Yeah. So... I'm depressed, down, don't want to talk to anybody. I'm just in my bed all day long. I'm literally only getting up to go to my job at FedEx because the staff situation wasn't enough to cover my rent. So I'm like, all right, well, you know, I need to, I need to, um, you know, supplement that so I get a job over there. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm working that and I'm doing both. And, uh, you know, August, I, I'm literally, I'm only getting up so I can go to work. And, and then I, I would do a little bit of the stuff that I needed to do for the youth. And then, you know, um, I would just be done. 
and you know, focusing we had, more on FedEx. Well, I wasn't necessarily focusing more on FedEx um, because I, I believe that you like need to. I believe that you need to like do everything in excellence. Um, but I was. Uh, I was definitely my mind was was probably more on FedEx than it was with with the church. Yeah, I just I, I couldn't do it. It was literally killing me. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there and I'm praying and I get a phone call from Mama Shans. And she's like, and I hadn't talked to her in years. This is, this is like yeah. my second year there. I'm like, yeah. I hadn't talked to her. She calls me out of the blue and she's like, you know what? Um, she's like, the Lord put you on my heart. I'm like, oh, Lord. Here go the Lord telling my business again. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so, uh, and she was like, your dream finally came true, but it doesn't look like what you thought it was going to look like. Wow. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. And I'm dying out here. She's like, well, you got to stay faithful. And, you know, I, th- I think that we have this common misconception in the Christian world that we're, we're not supposed to suffer or that you, that, that you will never have a bad day. And that's not the case. Sometimes the suffering is the seed for... The, the promised land that God has for you. Wow. You got to understand, when, when the seed, when you put it in the ground, those roots have to break through the shell. Mm. They got to break through first. I don't think that that's a comfortable thing sure. to having to break through a hard service. Then they finally able to put their roots down, and, and that's a big part of the process. You're under, you're under. Nobody's seeing this process. Wow. Nobody's seeing it. You're under the radar, but your roots are growing, and they're getting stronger then. Slowly but surely, the actual plant, the flower, the vegetable, the fruit finally comes up out of the ground. And people are able to see, you know, what was actually being done under the surface. And I believe that that's what God was doing in that moment. Is he, is he was, I was going through a hard time, but he was giving me strength yeah. at the same time. And I just had to, I had to wait. And so I get off the phone and I'm like, well... Like, did he tell you if I could leave? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, no. Yeah. He's like, no. You gotta, you gotta wait in it. So I wait. So I got a phone call from uh, my mentor, Sean Collins. Shout out to you. Love you, man. He right. is the absolute best. And you know, he's asking me how my situation is going and how everything is, and I'm telling him. And uh, he was like, he was like, man, you know, maybe, maybe it's time for you to, you know, go. Like, this is you sound really bad right now. You sound like you're going through. You don't sound like yourself. But I'm I'm still not quite there, feeling released. And so, you know, I, I get off the phone, and I'm praying, and I'm like, oh, Lord, like, if this is the end of this season, like, I, I just need to know. This is the end of this journey here, this suffering. Like, just tell me. Just give me a sign. So before I get off the phone with, with, with uh, Sean, he tells me, he's like, hey, just put some feelers out there, even if you don't feel like, you know, you're released. Put some feelers out there. Put some job applications out there at other churches, and maybe you know something will happen, and you know God will speak to you. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I don't do anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't because I was like, you know, like I haven't been told I can leave. Right. Right. And so, um, you know, I a week goes by, and out of nowhere, one of my brothers, Ruben Valdez, legend, calls me, and I'm like. I ain't talked to Rubens since his wedding. What? What's going on? He calls me. He's like, "Hey, um, we're looking for a new youth director." Wow. Would you be interested in at least just talking to my boss? I was like, "Yeah, I will." And I get on the phone with his boss. His boss calls me. I get on the phone with him, and um, sorry. No, you're good. I'm gonna take a sip as well. Cheers. I get on the phone, um, and there's a man, his name is Manning Gonzalez, and he is, uh, he's like, yeah, man, we're looking for a new youth director for our highest guy in Garden Oaks uh, campus, um, and from what I hear about you, I feel like, you know, you'd be perfect for, for the role. Tell me a little bit about yourself. We get to talking and everything, and I get off the phone, and um, I'm like, this feels really good. But I still, I still haven't got my release to go. So we continue on, and we go through the whole process, and it's like months of yeah. us of us talking. You know, fast forward to November, my best friend John, um, he's getting married, and I told 
uh, Pastor Manny and was like, hey, I'll meet with you in person in Houston and we can sit down and by then I'll have my answer. I didn't know if I was going to have an answer or not, but I was like, by then I'll have an answer. And so, you know, I get there, the wedding, everything's great. The whole flower, yeah. boy, girl, video, go, yeah. you know, we, that happens. And, um, you know, it's a, it was a beautiful time. I'm so happy. Whole time I'm feeling great about this, but I still hadn't gotten the answer. And your boy, my boy Josh was like, <laughs> I was like, hey, I need to borrow your car. And he was like, uh, no, I was like, <laughs> you ever had somebody ask you to borrow your car? I never had that happen before. Look, but he, he said, he said, hey, I, what'd you say? I need a, you said, I need to, I need to borrow your car to go to Humble, right? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, let me see if I'm free. I don't mind driving. And he was like, nah, you mind if I borrow your car? And I was like, this man has really asked me to borrow my car. I was like, I was like, man, I should be able to say yes. So I prayed about it. And I eventually, I said yeah. Yeah, he said yeah. And I was riding in the Lexus clean. <laughs> I've, never let, I've never let anyone borrow my car. I know, but I would look, I was thankful. Like borrow a t-shirt or a yeah. hat. No, no. Borrow I was, your, your vehicle. I was whipping that thing. Not under whipping insurance. It. I get to the I get to the to the lunch spot early. Yeah. In the Lexus. I'm feeling good. I still don't have an answer. And I told this man I was going to give him a yes or no. Yeah. And it's five wow. minutes before. I love this story. And I hear the Lord and he's like, this decision is going to be your father's. I'm like, my dad. What? I'm a grown man. What you talking about? My dad. Get out of my face. He's like, no. Call your dad. Yeah. So I call my dad. Shout out to Pops. My dad. This is this is 12 in the afternoon, which means that it was uh, it was. One in the afternoon on the East Coast, and I, uh, my dad never picks up the phone at work. Never. He picks up the phone. And I was like, man, he answered. Maybe God did tell him something. And he's like, I was like, Dad, did God tell you anything? And he was like, well, yes, he did. I was waiting on your call. Wow. And he's like, although I'm reluctant because you're going to be away from us, you're the baby of the family, you're still a grown man. The Lord told me to tell you, yes, you can go. And it was at that, I I burst out in tears, man. I was like, what? Because the Lord told me you can, you can go. And so I finally got the release to leave. The suffering was over. And I go in the restaurant, and for 35 minutes, <laughs> Ruben and Manny and my the actual, you know, director of Garden Oaks yeah. the campus, uh, Tristan, did not stop talking because they were trying to sell me really hard on actually coming to come work. And so I, uh, you know, I'm just sitting there smiling and cheesing, just yeah. waiting on them to shut up. Yeah. Like, if y'all just shut up, I can tell you. I can, <laughs> I can tell, tell you yes. I can tell you yes. <laughs> so I'm smiling, and then Manny was like, all right, you know, um, you know, you you sitting there cheesing and smiling, tell me what's going on. And Ruben was like, hold on, before you say anything, I just got one more thing I need to say. I'm like, Ruben, <laughs> bro, let me tell you. He's going to make sure the homie's coming yeah. through. Yeah, he, like, he was like, I need to sell this. Yeah. So um, <laughs> Ruben says his piece. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I had I had two, you know, two little conditions or whatever. And I asked, I was like, are these still good? Is this still going to happen? And they were like, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I was like, yeah, I'll come. I'll come join the staff. Wow. And uh, I said, you know, I said yes. It felt good. I came back. Um, I, you know, I, I resigned from where I was. And, uh, you know, I, I, I told, my, told my roommates, I was like, hey, look, I'm moving. I'm going to have to leave early. Um, you know, but rent will still be paid and everything will still be taken care of. But, I, you know, I'm going to, I got to be in Houston in January. And I get back and I get started and you know um, I've only I've been here yeah since middle of January I've been here, and I can honestly say I'm in the promised land, man. Wow. Like I had to fight for my life, literally. I, you want you want to get real? Yeah. I like in 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 that summer time with COVID going on, the isolation going on, the 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 racial injustice going on, my job going wrong. I was like, you know what? I, I was contemplating suicide. Like, I never in my life been that low. 
I'm driving down the highway. I could just crash my car and die right now. And it'd be over. And I could just go up to I could just come up to you. Or, you know, like, I could just jump off the roof and I, I could die. Never in my life had thoughts like that. And I get here and it's a complete 180. And God has just been so faithful. I have amazing leadership. A team that loves me and cares for me and pushes me. I was telling you earlier, I was mad. I was I was mad at I was mad at Manny because every single week he challenges me and it just hits my soul. Wow. I've never had a leader wow. challenge me this much, this well, and steward, steward a team like this. Never in my life. And it's just been the most amazing thing. And I've been actually been able to, to you know, I, my ideas for the community and to reach the community. Um, they don't shut them down. They're like, yeah, we could do that. Wow. Here's somebody to go do it. That's amazing. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Here's the entire staff. We're going to send out the emails to the entire staff. Hey, Chris, Chris is, is putting on an event for the community. Wow. This is a senior pastor, and I'm asking you guys to go help him. Wow. It's that type of that type of environment. I love it. That's amazing. The, the Jones brothers, uh, Pastor Brett and Pastor Scott, are absolutely amazing. They're actually invested in my life. They want to make sure that I that I that I prosper, that I succeed, that I grow, that that I'm stewarding what I have well, like they care. Yeah. Never had that in my life. Wow. And so, you know, just being able to be in this position and surrounded by these people, man, is amazing. And I and I feel like I only got it because I was obedient and I listened. If I didn't go through what I went through for those two years, I wouldn't be here. Wow. Nobody can tell me I wasn't obedient. Yeah. Nobody can tell me I didn't listen. Wow. I stuck through it in the worst of times. And, you know, now God is... is, is You're reaping the reward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's shown himself approved. It's amazing, man. I love that. And as as a, like a brother, a close friend, I love seeing you fulfilled. I love seeing you ignited with passion as you do what you know God's called you to do. Yeah. And I feel like that's so powerful that, like, what I get out of your story is holding on to the rope, waiting, and you're like, it'd be so much easier just to let go yeah. than hold on to this thing anymore. And what's the point of even holding on? This hurts. It's painful. I'm seeing no progress. Yeah. Why not just let go? But you held on. Yeah. And because of that, not only are you stronger and wiser, and I feel like God built your character like he did with David in the shepherd's field with that. But you're now in the promised land yeah. because you held on. And um, I feel I love that about your story. And I would love for you to share for anyone who, who feels like, man, I'm holding on, but I don't even see a dream. I don't even know what my passion is. I don't even know what, what I'm holding on to. Where is God? Yeah. What would you what would you encourage them with? Yeah. Um, man, that's a good question. I didn't prepare you for that. No, it's okay. It's okay. No, it's, it's good. I know you got it. Um, time times are always hard. Um, there there is there are, there's there's always gonna be an ebb and flow. I'll explain it to you. Somebody explained it to me. You know, you have your valley moments, and it's terrible, and you can't even see the top of the mountain, and you're just at the lowest of the low. And it's trash, and you don't want to be there, and it's dirty, and it's muddy, and you just you like you said, you feel like you're not making any progress because you got to trek through this mud in the in the bottom of the valley in the pit, right? And then you have these moments where you just up at the top of the mountain, man, and it's feeling good, yeah. it's feeling great. It, you see the cloud, the clouds are surrounding the, the peak of the mountain. You know, you, you you get to see the beautiful sky and the sun and how it's all put together. And, you know, at night, you know, you can, you can see the stars so clearly. And it's just so many, you can't even count any of them at all. You just got to sit there and look. And it's beautiful and everything's amazing and everything feels like it's going right. And then you realize there's no grass on the top of the mountain. Which means that there's no growth at the top of the mountain. Wow. Which means that there's no nutrients at the top of the mountain. Wow. The air is thin at the top of the mountain. Wow. You can barely breathe. You can't stay up there for that long. Wow. At some point, you're going to have to go down. And then you realize, well, the valley, that's where all the water drains to. 
That's where all the growth is happening. The grass wow. is overgrown. This is where the, the animals come to come drink and come come eat because everything is just so plentiful and it's full of nutrients and wow. and, it, and it's bountiful. And you realize that, that, that you, you're actually excited about the wrong part of the journey. Wow. That's good. <laughs> I was spitting on that one, bud. I wasn't I was ready for spitting. that. I can't I'm, even take that. I can't even take that. I've never heard that. You ain't never heard of that? I appreciate that youth before. That's fine. I appreciate that youth before. You just ain't been listening. You know what I'm saying? But, but no, you know, you're excited about the wrong part of the journey. And, you know, the Bible tells us, you know, that we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. The valley, what we're talking about. You know, you shouldn't fear because God is right there walking with you. He's so going to protect you. He's there for you. And we have all these promises that he gives us. You know, things that come with, you know, this relationship with Jesus. So, I mean, if, if, you, if you don't know who Jesus is and the Holy Spirit, man, they're just sitting there waiting on the other side of the door, knocking, hoping that you pick up. And they just sit, they, they got they got all these gifts waiting on you. And unlike Costco, they ain't going to give you a piece. They're going to give you the whole thing. All you got to do is accept it. It's real, man. That was, that was a bar, too. We spitting today. You said not like Costco. Unlike Costco. Yeah. They're going to give you the, the whole, whole thing. thing. That's so piece. good. And we're standing in that. We're standing in it. We're examples. Yeah, I love man. what you said. I, uh, you said when we were on the phone the other day, you said, we're just people telling other people where the bread's at. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, you know, even though I'm in this great, great space and God has been blessing me tremendously, um, you, uh, the, the, sometimes elevation yeah. can make you arrogant, right? And make you prideful. And, uh, you know, my new senior pastor, Pastor Brett, he came to one of our sermon writing classes and he said, um, he said, I'm nobody special. I know I'm one of the senior pastors, but I'm nobody special. He said, I'm just one beggar telling another beggar where I found some food. Come on. He's like, if you can keep that in your mind. That's great. God will not only continue to bless you, but he'll continue to elevate you. It's a beautiful thing. And you're helping so many people. So many people, man. That's what it's about. That's all it's about. We are nobody special. We are nothing but vessels. Yeah. And that's the thing. When you know... What your lane is, when you know what you are. You can do it confidently. Look, I'm just a pot. Yeah. And Jesus is doing the cooking on the inside. <laughs> and you get you get to eat what comes out yeah, of you. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's great. Come on, wow. about that. Bro, that was <laughs> off the dome. Yeah, that was off the dome. I've never I've never heard that. He said, I'm the pot. God's cooking. I thought you were going to say you're the pot being molded. No. I'm the pot. God's, God's cooking. Good. And you get whatever comes out. Yeah. That's it. That's we gotta take. We, are, we gotta take that and see if that's contextually correct. No, no I'm kidding. telling you, bro. That's good. Uh, look, that's good. Look. I like that. But when you know what you're cooking, though, uh, Jamalaya. Um, look, I mean, if it's me, what you cooking? Man, I'm probably well, actually, you ain't cooking. What's being cooked in you? Yeah, what's being cooked in me? Probably some um some general sauce chicken. Ooh. I love Chinese food, man. Yeah. I can eat it all day, all day long. That is a fact. It's a beautiful thing. But back, but back to it, man. Um, you know, when you know where your lane is. You know what yeah. your position is with God, and you allow Him to use you the way that He needs to use you. The, the fulfillment you, you you have no reason to to stress or worry. Yeah. Most like before we even got started, we prayed, and 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 you guys are just getting to hear all the things that that God has done for us. But really, like God wanted you to hear this. Yeah, that's it. And that's the only reason it's happening. Yeah. So you know whether it's one person. Or millions of people listening to this. Um, God's got a plan for your life. Amen. He's got a plan for each and every one of us. And, you know, he's got, you know, some of us are going to be doctors. And we'll be able to pray over our, pray over our patients. Other people will be DJs. So maybe you're the next Jerry Lorenzo. you whipping right. up the clothes. But yeah. God can God get will get the glory out at the end of the day. And he'll be able to, when you remain usable and teachable, He'll be able to just show you so many new things. That's amazing. You just got to know where your placement is. That's it. That's amazing. Yeah. I appreciate you. Hey, man. I that appreciate was, you. That was beautiful. That was that was one take, bro. Come on. That was one. Well, actually, I messed up in the beginning. It was a few, but now I'm It's okay. But, um, <laughs> man, that was amazing. Thank you for having a conversation with me and allowing me to share it with people. I think it's going to be impactful. I know it's going to be a blessing. But um, that is a wrap for our very first episode of A Conversation with Josh Field.
and Christopher Moore. Make sure you like, subscribe, share this to as many people as you can. We'd love to get this message out there. We love you. See you soon. More episodes to come. Hey, look, if y'all don't subscribe, look, the crypt part of, of Crippin' for Jesus is going to come out, okay? <laughs> I still we, know a few crypts yeah, back come on the east on. Side. I still know. I still know. You won't drop their names. No, I won't. But it's okay, though. Just make sure you subscribe yeah. and, and, and tune in and listen because you don't want to miss an change episode. your life. You don't want to miss an episode. Come on now. All right. See y'all. We love y'all. Peace. Peace. <laughs> that was great. <laughs>